Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Uncast. As always, I am your host, Jonathan Panazzo, and for today's episode, I thought we'd actually start by letting you guys know that you can now buy Unraid as a gift for friends, family, and colleagues right off our website. Uh, for the longest time, in order to purchase an Unraid registration key, you actually had to have a server up and running. And then you would log into the web GUI and navigate to the registration page where you'd find a button that would let you buy a key. But what if you wanted to get one for someone else? So thankfully, as of this week, that question is no longer a problem. So how does this work, you may ask? Very simple. First, you're going to go to our website. You're going to click on the pricing page. And next, you'll select which edition you want to buy, basic, plus, or pro. And finally, check out. Couldn't be simpler. What we deliver you is an activation code, which you can then give to anyone you want who can use that with their own flash device and server to get a key. So you don't have to worry about buying one of these under your email address. If you already have an account with us, this is not going to mess up anything with your licensing so long as you buy it direct from the website the way we have it set up. Um, So we decided to do this because for years we have been getting requests from various people who wanted to buy Unraid for their friends. And given that we're about two weeks away from Christmas, we know that plenty of you out there have a hard-to-shop-for, tech-savvy friend or colleague, and Unraid could be the perfect gift for them. Um, another good scenario is if you are an IT manager and you run, or you run any kind of IT organization uh, and you've got a bunch of engineers that uh, you would like to see set up a home lab, Unraid is a really easy way uh, to get them to do that. So uh, be sure to check by our website and get those gift, gift orders in ASAP. Okay, so now on to our next topic. I want to talk about Docker and the key to avoiding some common issues. Now, Docker is an absolutely amazing component to Unraid OS, providing unparalleled applications uh, support with virtually no overhead as compared to virtualization. Uh, when we implemented Docker in Unraid, we knew that it would be a game changer for enabling our community to do so much more with their systems. And we've gone from having a handful of applications available with Unraid 5 to almost 1,300 today. Now, that being said, application-specific and Docker-specific issues do come up from time to time, and when they do, it can be very annoying to try and narrow down the root cause and resolve the issue. That's why I thought it'd be a good idea to spend a few minutes today going over the best practices for setting it up and help you guys avoid some common pitfalls. So first and foremost, let's do a quick refresher on how Docker works on Unraid. Docker is implemented in such a way to maximize flexibility and portability of use on Unraid. We create a virtual disk device and we format it with ButterFS and we then mount access to that device and start the Docker service. Docker then stores all of your applications inside that virtual disk. We then separately store user data relating to those applications in what we call the app data share. When containers are built properly and users configure their installation properly, everything works as it should. But sometimes we see issues where the Docker virtual disk device continues growing in size even though no additional apps have been downloaded. When this happens, it's time to look at two areas, the configuration of the container on the user system and the way the container itself is built. So let me take a step back so I can better explain this. In the Windows world, the highest level directory that you can get to is the root of any disk where it is identified by a label like C colon backslash, also referred to as the C drive. In the Linux world, there is an even higher level directory structure than that, which lives in system memory, RAM. The top level level directory in Linux is called root and is visualized as a single slash. All pathing within an OS starts from root and works its way down. From the perspective of a running container, the application it's inside has no idea that it is actually in a container. As far as it knows, 
it is in its own operating system all by itself. Its root is isolated from that of Unraid as the host OS and cannot peer into the host for any additional information on what it might be doing. That is unless you specifically grant it access. And this is done via something called volume mappings. This allows an application to actually see data that belongs to the host. With Unraid, we use volume mapping specifically to ensure all user data related to the app is stored outside of the virtual disk for Docker and in a special share we create called app data. This method is what makes the Docker virtual disk dis device itself disposable. So if the virtual disk were to become corrupted, the user can just create a new virtual disk image, re-download the applications, and point them to the same volume mappings and pick up right from where they left off. However, if you misconfigure those volume mappings, data that should be in the app data share starts living inside the Docker virtual disk device, and this is where problems can start occurring. Uh, the most common of which is your virtual disk device will start growing in space as new data is continuously being created from within it. And if upper limits on capacity are reached, other issues can occur from which it can be difficult to gracefully recover. If you start witnessing this behavior yourself, the first step to take is to verify that the container's volume mappings are configured properly. And if you're not sure, we suggest posting in the application support thread for the app in question, sharing your existing configuration so people can guide you to the right method. However, sometimes that isn't the issue. Sometimes those mappings will be right, but you'll still see the Docker virtual disk growing in size. When this happens, you have to turn your attention to how the container itself is being built and how the application inside uses various storage locations for putting user data. So when a container is published for Docker, sometimes that is done by the same author of the applications themselves. Plex is a great example of this. Now, when we originally integrated Docker, Plex didn't have an official container for their app. Instead, various community developers created Plex Docker containers for the community. Since then, Plex has created and continues to maintain a Docker container themselves directly. Those types of containers should work flawlessly as the application author understands their apps intimately and knows how to address all user data storage concerns. However, sometimes when a community developer publishes an app, they don't fully understand all the ways that app stores user data. This is most common when the author is just a user of the app and only uses a certain subset of features from the app. Then another user comes along, downloads the same container, but starts using other features from the app that the original container author never tested. These can expose build flaws in the container itself, which leads to user data being stored inside the virtual disk device as opposed to in the app data share where it belongs. In these cases, it is vital to work closely with the container author to try and address these issues. In the case where this becomes a dead end, you should reach out to us directly through our contact page and make us aware. We will do the best we can to find the community developer and encourage them to solve the issue. But there is one thing I don't encourage users to do, and that's to switch to a folder-based method of storing your Docker applications. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, it's probably for the best. <laughs> um, in short, you could change the configuration of Docker to not use a virtual disk device, but there are a lot of caveats to doing that. First and foremost is that doing this doesn't actually solve for improper volume mappings causing increased storage usage. That can happen all the same inside a folder as opposed to a virtual disk. Another issue is that the folder has to exist on a ButterFS device. And lastly, it makes it much more difficult to back up as you can't simply copy that folder to another device as easily as you can with a virtual disk. Generally speaking, I don't know of any cases 
where using the folder-based method actually solved for anything. At best, I think this just moves the problem down the bench a bit, but it's still there. So if you're a developer or you're a user that's just like, I don't want to have to solve the problem. I just want the problem to stop causing issues for me. Then maybe the folder-based method would work for that goal, but it's not actually fixing the real problem. The real problem still exists, and eventually it's going to creep up and annoy you again. Um, so I don't think that switching to that folder-based method is is really the greatest idea. So my view is is that if the application is of that high of importance to you and you can't wait, afford to wait for support, um, there is always an alternative approach if your hardware supports it, and that's to put it in a virtual machine. Now, I know that not everyone has support for KVM on their gear, so if that's your scenario, I totally appreciate that. But if you do, this is a viable workaround to any application-specific problems you're trying to solve. The App Store is not perfect, but it works for the vast majority of people and the vast majority of applications. So when you find a one-off that isn't working to your satisfaction, consider this as a viable alternative. Lastly, please remember that we at LimeTech are not actually creating or publishing the vast majority of the applications that you see in community apps. Those applications are almost entirely published by our community developers who volunteer their time and talents free of charge to help the community. So if you're struggling with any of those apps, please be patient when working with them to resolve issues. As my mother always told me, you'll catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Uh, <laughs> I hope that this provides a better understanding on how to resolve issues relating to Docker containers. And as always, if you're struggling and you need help, please post in the forums. The community is great at helping people figure out these kinds of things and getting your project back on tra track. Well, that wraps it up for today's episode of The Uncast. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving this year and are spending some time with the people that matter most to you in this season. Thanks again and happy holidays. <laughs>